you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hi, ho everyone. My name's Mr. Fruit, and welcome to the GG Over Easy podcast episode 80. In today's episode, we discuss some things. I'm buying time until I look at the list to roughly remember what we talked about. I played Outriders. At least I've beaten the campaign. I talk about my rough thoughts on the game, and we kind of talk about the shooter-looter genre in general. Has it been solved? Where is it at? What would we like to see changed? What have we liked about it? What have we not? Uh, another game I've been looking forward to was delayed. Feels real bad. My PC trouble is just, at this point, sad. Hilariously sad. Um, some more news with the virus. Even after getting my microchip. Uh, E3 is returning. We have questions and answers. We discuss- Not only do we have answers and questions, we got a review here, Mr. Fruit. Oh, oh shoot. He remembered this time. AKA eleven twenty eight says the best trio no one has ever heard of yet. Five stars. That's us. Uh, three best friends go into an epic journey to live out uh, the lives that we all wish we could have. Mister Fruit, also known as Christian, is the leader of our group. Blue, AKA Mister Booty Sweat, and the most relatable one of all of us, uh, oh. Mister Robbie B. The person we channel most when losing a one v one in a game and slamming our desks. Uh, I joined in the early days of Destiny, and if you're around since, if you're around since before or right around my time as well, we all know these three men are underappreciated and the community of video games. Uh, thanks you three for being a constant joy over the years to watch and listen to for all these years. 
was actually very wholesome with that. That's well, very wholesome. Uh, one star. <laughs> thank you very much. Can I buy a coffee, though? Yeah, thank you very much for the review. Um, thanks for watching and listening. It's another episode. It's another week. It's more of us. You decide if that's a good or a bad thing. Let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to GG Over Easy, episode 80. 80. 80. Oh, we made it to the wow. 80s. We did it. This is supposed to... to be like our greatest era. Like this is... Our fight song? What I think. Take back no, our take life back song. my life song. <laughs> my parents are always like the 80s were the best. So this is... We really need to live up to that. I was thinking about this the other night and I was like, you know what? They probably were. The <laughs> you know sheer what? amount of coke that probably went through Maybe those portions of people's bodies. They're probably like Yeah, it was still kind of like the Wild Wild West. You can still kinda get away with stuff. The Wild Wild West. We go into the Wild Wild West. Which uh, I wanted to bring this up before I forget at the beginning of the podcast. Um I want to apologize to our viewers and listeners and oh. myself for oh. for last episode. Because oh. it's spoiler. Well, no. Well, I always forget that. Like, I literally, like, if I say I'm going to probably add something, I'm probably going to forget. Because unless I do it the second after, yeah, it's out of my memory. Like, I literally have, like, eight different notepad documents with just things you would think no one has to write down. But I have to write them down because hopefully I'll see it again and be like, oh, right. That was three days ago I was supposed to do that. Yeah, I do that, too. Yeah, that's just what I have to do. So, anyway, what I want to apologize for is my comments on that woman working out. Because it made it seem like, and I always say, like, you know, don't judge people for working out. And that is true. You shouldn't. You know, like, if you're at the gym, I'm not judging anybody. And so you guys were right. That was that was wrong of me. And it was a, um, a knee-jerk reaction. But I also want to say where I was coming from was the different thing is she made it a political statement. Like, she opened herself up to it. That woman's also a piece of shit. I'll fucking say. Yeah, it. she's a huge bitch. That woman's a fucking piece of shit and has spews fucking way worse shit. So no. you can worry about what she says rather no. than what we're saying. I want you to know, women working out is tight. Yeah, but when, that's what, but like, when you're a bigot, everything you do, yeah, I dislike. So she wasn't like, "Hey, I'm working out here yeah. and testing out. What do you guys think of my form?" She was more like, "Check my shit out, bitches." And then it and was kind of hashtag yeah, so, fire foxy like. I'll say it, Mr. Fruit. I'll make fun of her. That so woman sucks ass and deserves to get fucking ridiculed. She's a terrible person, and the shit she spews out's awful. But so I normally don't judge, and that was wrong. And you guys also told me I was incorrect. She was not doing a military press. She was doing a uh, push press, which I just thought military press because I've been doing it so frequently in my recent workouts. Uh, but she was doing push press wrong still, and her push-up form was terrible. And anybody that tries to tell me that that is okay, I will argue on that because it's like, that's what CrossFit does. Now I will admit I'm not that well-versed in CrossFit. I haven't done it myself, but I know a decent amount and I know people who do it. And I also know the amount of people that get injured trying to do CrossFit. CrossFit is more endurance than anything. You are doing a whole bunch of compound lifts way too quickly and in quick succession, which you cannot do your body's not supposed to do that so compound lifts are not a bad thing but the way crossfit does it in my opinion is not it because the way i work out is if you can't control the weight and reset in between each rep you stop and what she was doing like her push press 
first off, if you watch it, she literally gets about an inch or two of air between each rep because she's literally jumping. You, you're not supposed to get any, even if you're doing push press, you're not supposed to actually be coming off the floor. She's doing that incorrectly. She did not have the weight in control. And at that point, you're only utilizing momentum, which for me, as more of a strength builder, it just doesn't make any sense. Like if you're going to do push yeah. press for me, you go up, control it, come down, not completely reset. Just a piece of shit. I know, but I, I want to like reiterate because I know I talk a lot I, about I fitness and yes. And I, I we he, we hear no we not we don't make fun of anybody for trying to work out or anything like that. But she definitely opened herself up to that ridicule. And I didn't personally make fun of her because she was working out. I was making no. fun of her because she's a terrible human being. Well, yeah, yes. it, it was mainly because she made the whole thing like, "Hey, look at me, and this is what I'm doing to protect myself from COVID." And it's like pretty much the whole like it's a sham thing, blah blah. Yes. So that was where I was coming from. But yeah, as far as the fitness stuff goes. I'm a whole thing about that. And it was more so criticizing her her form because, again, if people see that and be like, oh, I can do that, you're going to get hurt nine times yeah. out of ten. Uh, uh, speaking of fitness, um, Peloton Friday. Fitness dick in your mouth. I guess by the time this is out, um, I have a Peloton now. And I'm gonna we're going to start a Peloton club. Woo! And, gonna, and I'm not – I'm going to get – I'm going to lose my moobs. Get the moobs <laughs> out of here. Oh, but we love the moves. Get the balonies. You know, remember that dream I had? Now <laughs> the Peloton is finally here. No more balonies. No more bologna peps. He's going to finally get his pepperoni nippies. And bologna nips oh, are dude, out. I totally dude. forgot. I, that was like one of the worst dreams I've had in a long time. Just they were triggered huge. something right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, Wait, can, I, can we talk about something that triggered you? Speaking of triggering, can you explain what happened to your computer? Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, why not, right? Yeah. So, as all of you know, I've had tech issues, as in my rig, my PC rig that I use for my job, uh, died. And in order to get it fixed, they needed me to send it back to them in Texas. Whatever, fine. It's a bit of an inconvenience, but I had the backup rig with Claire, which is what I'm currently using. And then Rob had a spare PC he's let me use as the streaming PC. So I have like a, I have like a pseudo dual PC set up. That is currently it doing works. the job, but it, like this isn't like permanent. But the problem is, I had that PC, got it all shipped up because you guys probably also remember the whole thing with like they tell me to, like get it on a pallet and all this kind of stuff. I know I haven't told me this. Get a pallet. Well, as y'all know, I was waiting for UPS. Well, good news, it took them a month to the day to pick up the PC, for UPS to even just show up. They never once showed up, they never once called, nothing, and after like five different orders, they finally showed up. Um, they finally called like some specific branch to like pretty much get on to somebody. Um, and so the guy comes up, he's like, yeah, I heard you've been waiting for this for a while, like a month. He's like, oh, wow, yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah, we suck, sorry. <laughs> like, yeah, thanks. So he picked it up a month later but okay finally progress we're getting there so the next day they let me know hey good news we got the pc it's finally here bad news is completely destroyed um what? yep so yeah, apparently what happened to it they said uh, apparently in transit it got busted up somehow i am shocked <laughs> i for one <laughs> it's but bizarre I too because shocked I packaged it the exact same way I got it originally, and it's in one of those gigantic, like, pelican 
like I don't know what they were doing to this thing. Like they had to have put it through like those like car crusher things in like junkyards. Like how so regardless oh yeah that's what i was gonna say it was in a pallet correct like the i'm sure the foam was like, like in between that's what i'm saying is i don't know what they did i don't know how they did it in fact i'm pretty impressed that somehow they managed to destroy it but it's destroyed i'm shocked shocked <laughs> shocked i tell you and the funny thing to me was after having to wait a month for something to show up and not hearing anything from this company for like two weeks to my like, hello because the last message they sent me like two weeks ago was like Hey, like what date and time works for you? I was like, again, any day, any time. I didn't hear anything for two weeks. So we finally get it sorted out. So then I get a message after that. Like, good news is um, we're, we're, we're jocking it down to shipping damages so you don't have to pay for it. And I was like, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> wow. 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 That is very yeah. kind of you. Like, I'm so lucky. I am forever if, indebted. Are they trying to say like, like we don't think you bo busted it and then put it in the box? Like I don't know. I don't know if I'm supposed to be held. Like the whole thing. This has just been an absolute nightmare. So, um, I guess they'll said at the very least though they said they'll rebuild the exact same specs. But I'm starting from scratch. But whatever. <laughs> yeah, so, so you so went through all this drama <clears throat> to get a PC fixed. Only for that PC to get broken and you end up getting a new More PC broken. anyway. Yeah. Which is what Less I wanted to avoid. But yep, yeah, here we are. Mm. So that's me and technology. Um, <sighs> I swear I have the do worst. Do you know thing. if you're going to do a, like a one PC with the two computers in it? Or well, they asked gonna... me. I said separate them, please. <laughs> yeah. <you're... laughs> so like when something like this happens, yeah, I'm not completely dead in the water. Um so I guess that's, you know, some kind of a a silver lining. Like, it's cool to have, like, it all in one thing, but it's just, I think, a little little more convenient to have just two separate computers, as weird as that sounds. So this whole saga of me and my computer is just coming to a sad and pathetic ending. We're looking like Star Wars out here. It's trilogy I, for on. one, am sure. Okay, that's toxic. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's great and fun and awesome. That's where I'm at in my life. But at least, hey, the one thing that technology hasn't messed up with, um, I'm getting great 5G signal now, boys. Oh, yeah, I'm you got currently vaccinated. Yeah, I'm currently on the phone with Bill Gates right now. Mentally, it's like we're Tweet like from a Windows phone. Yeah, <laughs> tweeted from a Windows phone. Yeah, so I got the first shot. Um. Really, I, so I got the Pfizer one. I got Moderna first shot. Man? Oh, Pfizer. And the only thing that happened was uh, kind of a sore arm. Um, and it was enough. I could still work out through it. So it was, really wasn't that bad. Mm -hmm. um, and it was hard to tell if I'm fatigued a little bit more because that's like one of the big things because I'm just fatigued all the time. So I was just kind of like, yeah, I'm the about first to or second shot. That was more so like... Well, people are saying the second shot the day after is just like really rough. But it's bizarre because apparently you get like your biggest dosage or whatever. Like majority of the vaccine, I guess, comes from the first shot. So I don't know. Um, mm. But I don't know how it's all broken up. And uh, so my second shot is scheduled for like two and a half weeks from now. A funny story, again, because my life is just one running gag. Um, 
about a day and a half after I get my first shot, uh, I came in to come somebody who just tested positive for COVID today. Oh, what? God. Yeah, uh, my brother. What? So yeah, he was. Ethan? Yeah, he was over at the house because um, he recently just got a house, and so he was like moving some stuff. Yeah. And um, he came over shortly, so I was like talking with him, um, kissing. You know. Yeah, just the normal thing. stuff. <laughs> It's just familial stuff, you know? That's what they do in Colorado. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so... It's a white person thing. I was told yesterday that, like, they think he might have been in contact because his girlfriend's cousin tested positive, and she was hanging out with him. So then she was worried she was going to test positive, and she'd been around Ethan. And so they didn't figure this out, though, until, like, Tuesday. So two days after this. So Ethan didn't even realize he'd had it already and that's just how it works like boom 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 yeah and so now i have to watch for next until two sundays from now is like what my window should be to look for uh -huh. but so i don't know i only had the first shot for like a day and a half and all i know is if i if i isolated myself for over a year <laughs> and it's finally time for me to get my vaccine that's and i true. still somehow get covid man live it i tell you it's just gonna be a bummer, but yeah. So, so that's my luck so too. So he got it from his girlfriend's cousin. No, he like... got it from his girlfriend. Who got it from her cousin? Okay. And then I don't know where it goes from there. But now, are they like 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 sick or like is it just kind of? I don't know. I don't want details. I get all I know is he's showing symptoms. That's all my mom told me. And so, oh, is that the phone call you got last night? On, yeah. Uh... Oh. So they're quarantining. Um. And so now I just got to keep a lookout. Just hope. Yeah. Like, I swear, dude. Do you feel like, like uh... I mean, it's only been a couple of days. So far, I feel fine. Um, okay. But yeah, I mean, it's just going to be such a bummer if like all that and that's, you know, I still get it. I just at the finish line. Enthusiasm moment. Yeah. Like... So let's hope that's oh. not the case, but. I, I well, I can't even get vaccinated up here. Up here in Fort Collins, it's literally like you got King Supers in Walmart, and it's you have to wake up at four, three in the morning, at the weirdest times, and hopefully find a a spot. You're not allowed but, to make appointments. Well, the, everything's booked. Like everything yeah. is just booked solid, and it's at the point where it's like no appointment available. And then like I call the ranch thing, and then that's like busy. What's your so. healthcare? I got mine uh, through my healthcare. Well, we'll see. I uh, UC Health is, oh. uh, yeah, it's I have kind of a nor Kaiser no Permanente. Yeah, Kaiser was a a, a lot, and uh, UC Health was just enough. <laughs> just enough. <laughs> where I, where like I was like God, I like just not to get hurt. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you know, like you know what I mean? Just in case, like I am just like you know, I am feeling like I need to go in today, which I never do. When I do need to feel like I need, if I go to the doctor, it's always just like. Yeah, just wait a couple days. Yeah, forget about it. You drink know? some orange juice, and then they scribble on a piece of paper, <laughs> and then I leave. And I'm out of there. Yeah. That's kind of what it... Not to mention, too, I'm still... I'm like a week out from needing a refill on my medicine, and I still don't know what I'm supposed to change to, and it's still going to cost me 400 bucks. Is it still? Like, yeah. Like... I can't get... I literally have to switch meds, so... 
I'm sorry yeah. to hear that, dude. That really is annoying and just shows the <laughs> terrible way we handle that it's in bizarre. this country. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, there's just plenty of stuff going on. Um, but at least you got a good game to be playing that you've been enjoying, I think. Outriders? Oh, I was like, what are we talking about? I thought you were enjoying it. Yeah, Outriders. Oh, well, so Imtash made like a tweet like a day or two after we played it. I was like, I'm loving playing it or whatever. Um, and I, re- I replied like, no, I love playing it more, smiley face. Because I was just saying like, it's fun to play with him. But then people were like, mm-hmm. oh, I thought you would hate Outriders. See? Like, you actually love it. Yeah, that was satire. Um, oh. Yeah, that tweet. It was. I just liked playing with Imtash. It wasn't like the game yeah. was revolutionary. Uh, I just beat it. Or the campaign. Um, How far did that take you to get, by the way? So, like, if anybody is thinking about picking it up and... Well, I should also... Outriders. It goes deep. So, hold on. Uh, It took me... It says here 16 hours. And some of that was AFK or waiting on Nimtash, Mm -hmm. blah, blah. Um, So, I'd say roughly 15 hours. And the way I did it... And to be fair, I did, like, every side quest along the way. Yeah, not the most optimal. No. I pretty much did every side quest as we went. And so the bizarre thing is the progression system. So you start and they have these world tiers, right? And it's like, as your world tier goes up, enemies get harder. But in turn, like, you can get better loot chances and stuff. So it's like, okay. And they tell you that and they're like, do you just want to enable it so that, like, the hardest one is set? Like, when you unlock it? Because let's say my highest world tier is world tier three. I can only progress from world tier three to world tier four by playing on the highest world tier. If I go down to two or one, it doesn't progress the. Yeah, you just well. go to three. Yeah. That you already have unlocked. So, like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, progress through the world tiers. And so the game gets progressively harder. And by harder, I mean, like, you know, enemies are squishier. Because it literally just scales their level. So they're like, it's like enemies are six levels higher than they should be and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So they just they deal more damage, they take more damage, whole thing. Submissions so were just starting to get more and more tedious and slower. And then we were starting to wipe and we were starting to have to do missions over and over, which isn't terrible. And I'm down to do that. But the problem too is like it felt like it felt like you had to start mid-maxing. But you're in the middle of the campaign where it's not quite you're not in like an in-game state to start mid-maxing. And I guess you yeah. can. You can start to use some of your resources to slot the mods. The mod system is cool. But we're not really at that stage. Better than Destinies? Yeah, I'll explain it. Um, and so is that this better stage, but we're like, this is bizarre. And we're hearing all these people who are like already done with it, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, wait, but they only played on like lower world tiers. What the heck? Well, so what we then realized was like, wait a second, let's like throw it down to world tier two. We're like world tier nine. And sure enough, what we realized was the world tier does not change the amount of XP you receive. So this mission is going to take me 10 times as long because it's 10 times as hard and they're 10 times as beefier to then do that and get the same amount of XP if I turn it on a world tier one and one shot everything. So we're yeah, like... It's just super backwards. Well, yeah, because then the problem too is like, okay... What's the well, incentive to play the hardest tiers? The trade-off is you get better legendary gear, right? But this is an end game, and so I'm getting dropped gear at lower levels... That you're going to replace anyways. Right. And some of them you can level with you, which is really expensive. But so it's like, what's the point? So what not it, doesn't it make more sense to just drop the world tier 
breeze through that to get to like end game level to then start grinding from there and then work on your world tiers, which is apparently what a lot of people would realize before him tashed and I. So some of the parts definitely took a little bit longer. Um, and so like to people playing it, I would probably say like go to like world tier three or four and then just stay on that through the campaign. And then if you want to worry about world tiers, when you get an end game, then you can grind those on expeditions. So that's when you actually like want to do world tiers, not even like, yeah, that it was just, that's what I'm saying. Like they just didn't express like they should have done a better job of saying like, Hey, you can do world tiers warning thing or something. Yeah. Like this is what we recommend. You grind these end game or something or like, Hey, just know you're not getting any XP. So your time here is relevant. If you're just trying to, level up because it's progress yeah. yeah so that was just a weird backwards thing the game itself um shooting in combat is still fun um being able to just throw out abilities all the time when you get these cool mods they can really affect things like literally just blue items can really alter gameplay so that's fun I've seen some i've seen cool things where like he like becomes a little ball and moves to a spot or something like that or well, the movement this, looks really fun. Yeah, all the skills are fun. Like, I'm the Devastator, and it's fun, like, doing my gravity leap and, like, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. Um, Story, though, still, t- but um, at comical at times, frankly. Um, <laughs> Like, the writing is so bad. It's so bad. I can't. Dialogue, so bad. I saw this review. And, and it's why I was like, maybe I'm just crazy. But somebody, he was like, and the campaign was charming and witty and your character was relatable. And I'm like, did we play the same game? Like, <laughs> Am this, I just cynical? Like, yeah. Like, this is the most generic story with the most generic protagonist. And like, they give him plenty of dialogue. I was like, I would have rather they didn't. Like, it was just... Less, please. It was so strange. I was like... Am I? <laughs> Maybe no, I'm just, not. but yeah, but that's, it's like, and so graphically in the cutscenes, bizarre, bunch of bugs in cutscenes, um, including like frame rate animations. And then this really weird glitch where like the last two sentences of everybody's or the last two words of every sentence would just get cut off. So, but yeah, we should go. And then it would cut to the next scene and that's why we should. And then it would cut to the next scene. And I was like, I was like, Amtash, is this happening to you too? Like, are we? But yeah, I don't know what's going on. So just like cut through cutscenes. The loading scenes are bizarre. We're going back to like PlayStation 1 where it's like, hey, let me enter this area. Load to show a screen of me opening a door to load, to load, load me into the uh, new thing. Like, really? We, it's 2021. We're still doing that? Yeah, it's 2021. <laughs> these, these levels are pretty linear too. It's not like you got some big open world here. Um, So as far as combat, it's very... It's still exactly what I thought. It's very linear. It is go into a room, shoot things, open door, go into the next room, shoot things, boss, you're done. Um, which isn't bad because the combat's jokes. fun. Yeah, and, and there's the the enemy density is really fun. It allows for there to be a lot of cool stuff when you're not at like a world two level where you're just getting absolutely dumpstered on. It feels fun and um it was funny because at first Mtash was like, I love the enemy enemy diversity. And then like an hour later, he's like, there are too many enemies. I was like, I was like what do you want? And was, to be fair, it's like our world too was pooping on us. Um, but so the story, like the overall idea, the lore and the world are pretty cool. But everything else, pretty disappointing. 
very cheesy. The ending was very cheesy. Um, yeah, just like. Is so it not worth it for Endgame? Well, see, I've gotten to Expeditions now. Now, what's the Expedition? Is that like their interpretation of raids or like Nightfalls? It's like a, yeah, like a mini dungeon, I guess. It's, I haven't played it, but I assume it's going to be what it was before. It's not recycled content. We're not going back to old places, apparently. But I'm assuming it's go to this place, enemies, next place, enemies, boss. Probably done. There might be some mini mechanics or something. But that's what I, sh I mean, that's literally all the game has been, so I wouldn't expect anything different. But the thing is, uh, I got there, and now I just don't want to play. So it's hard to tell what the end game will be like. Maybe I'll get myself to grind soon. Yeah. Um, but it was just kind of exotic. Because it literally just felt like... And I remember seeing this tweet from True Vanguard. Love the guy. But he made this like tweet video saying, like, people are criticizing Outrage and it doesn't make any sense. Because they're like, oh, I saw that video. Yeah. yeah. About saying that, like, the game. Campaign... Like, once you play Outriders, like, the game's over. And he's like, why is that a bad thing? When you play, like, The Last of Us, did you get to the end and go, don't buy it? The game, like, you play the game and then it's over. Or if you play God of War, you play the game and then it's over. Yeah. And so I was like, you have a great point. But those are fantastic story player driven, like, triple A genre defining games. That are made to be a single player experience. It's a campaign. That's the game. Whereas this is a looter shooter where one, it doesn't have PvP, it doesn't have multiplayer, it has some co-op, but the game is supposed to be the story. And then you have this end game because it's a different genre. It's a looter shooter. Which makes mm -hmm. sense. Cause like, you know, I could even look at God of War. Technically they had loot and progression and gear. Not quite the same. Yeah. But they had a progression system with tiered loot and levels and all that kind of stuff. They had RPG systems, which I think they did a fantastic job with. But the problem with Outriders is if you're going to... If the game is the campaign, and I'm playing the campaign, and it's like, I just want to get done with the campaign to see what endgame's like, that's the problem. Because the campaign was not good. Like, Outriders has no business being talked about as a single-player game, story-driven game, in the same breath... Same sentence as, as God of, of War, yeah, Last of Us, none of that stuff. Even Destiny 2. I would even say Red War. Like, even Destiny 2's vanilla campaign was better than this. Um, wow. And at least, like, mission structure and variety and storytelling was still pretty rough. And granted, dialogue wasn't great, but still some more interesting characters. The guns look really cool from what people tweet out. Like, the, the, the way the guns look look really cool. The guns are cool, but that's just what I'm saying. The game's problem is like, like with Destiny, it's not like if the campaign's bad, like Red War wasn't great, okay. But then you actually have so much more to be offered afterwards. Like it, true, it genuinely was like this is the start to the game. Now you're now you're in the game. This is the end yeah. game. Whereas Outriders, you know, so much of it is the story. Yeah, and the story for me was just so weak. And it was like literally the whole time Mtash and I were playing, we we're like, yeah, we're just playing so we can get to the end game and see what that's like. Because the campaign, like he and I would just like laugh at certain parts, but like, is this even happening? Like it, it was pretty rough. Yeah, th there was one point where like there was like a sound or something, and I think you and Mtash asked, like, is that like? It's like that just happened. <laughs> like sound is. Like, I forget, I forget what it was. Yeah, I think, and some girl just randomly goes like, ah! 
Like some of the a- voice Will acting Helm, stuff. I just remember there's lightning, but not even Wilhelm. Like yeah, a portal was coming out from the middle of the thing. Yeah, I won't go into details because it might be spoilers towards the end. But, um, yeah, it was. Uh, it's just rough. What like, does it get on the scale? Like, are you gonna go back to it at all? I mean, I feel like I have to give the expeditions a fair go, but uh, up until expeditions, I'd give it like a five. Yeah, five or six. Another looter shooter to add to the looter shooter kind of. Like it does have this going for it, and expeditions might be more fun. Because to be fair, like towards the end when when Mtash and I were trying to do harder world tiers, we did try and make builds, and it felt fun. And then when we were actually getting stuff, it clicked, and combat was going better. I'm like, wait a second, this really works. So that was fun. And so that's what expeditions in the end game could be like. So maybe that's great. But the campaign part, um, just a slog. There's so many cutscenes where it's like, why did we even need that? What what was the point of that? Um, just dialogue characters. I had no attachment to like anybody, literally anybody. Couldn't care, couldn't care less. Um, very samey mission styles. Like literally, it's the same mission over, 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 over again. Yeah, sounds like a lot like Destiny's kind of Destiny One. It was very much yeah, like go to door, have ghost open door, kill enemies while he opens door, door opens protect in the next ghost. room, protect us. Yeah, like that's literally what it was. That's the whole game. And I'm not saying Destiny was better. That. Yeah, like Destiny did that too. Like that was boring mission design. And that's the whole game. So it doesn't have that going for it. But what I do say is the abilities are fun. The classes are fun. The and the mods. Fun. The what? Yeah, the shooting, sh- shooting fun, feels pretty good. It's not terrible. Um, fun. The problem, or no, not the problem, is the mod system. I really like the mod system. So there's tier one mods, tier two mods, and tier three mods. And depending on the rarity is where you get them. So blue gear will have a tier one mod. Purple gear will have a tier one and tier two. And then gold gear will have tier one, tier two, tier three. And the way it works is tier one mods affect your abilities. Tier two can affect just gameplay. And then tier three, like big game changing things. And the best part is as soon as you get gear, you can just dismantle any gear and you get those mods forever. You like unlock it as a blueprint. So if I get this gold weapon with this dope tier three mod, just dismantle that and throw it on this other weapon. Like you can mix and match any mods, so you can make any build you want, and then you can go and if you have this gear and you're like, I love its stats rolls, its crit power, blah blah, blah is great, but only if I had this mod. Well, guess what? Replace that mod, stick the other mod in there. That system's really cool, and the mods themselves are like really the game changes once you get mods because it's it's not like two percent extra this or fiber. It's like. Uh, you do 70% more damage after you do this ability or you get two charges of this ability and this is just like a tier one mod or you now inflict bleed and weakened on enemies when you use this blah 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 so they're pretty impactful and that was fun and it was fun messing around mods finding new mods it's just that there's not much else to like for me that that wasn't enough for me to be like yeah this is this is it because the back to this. yeah because it's the game is mainly the single player slash possibly three player co-op story mission or campaign, which was just weak for me. And then I guess it says, it at least says enough for me that I finally got through it all. And as soon as I finished, I was just so over it kind of disenchanted. Yeah. I was like, I just can't do this right now. Yeah. So I'll go back and give it a fair chance. Um, I know a lot of people like it and that's fair. Like this. Yeah. I've seen a ton of great reception. Yeah. The pros like, 
Don't get me wrong. The pros. Shooting's good. Abilities are fun. You said the mods? Mods are good. Mod system. Um, classes can be fun. The different four different classes, whatever. But then for me, it's the fact that your whole game was a single player story campaign, and this is the best you could do. Like it, it wasn't a thing of like, you know, with Destiny, some people make the excuse, like, well, they had resources spread up, you know, like some campaign, some strikes, some mm -hmm. raids, some PvP, like some future, like whatever, yeah. But this is like we have our campaign, and that's pretty much it. And it's not a live service game. Is it is a full game when it comes out. This is what you get. And so that's what the best they could come up with. And a lot of the world building and stuff came through like just a note you would find up on the ground and then your characters would just like have some like, back and forth chatter. Like give that's, you a TLDR. About yeah, it. and that was the most interesting stuff that came from like the entire thing, which is a bummer. Yeah. Um, so it's just that it's such a weak point for me um, that it's at that point, yeah, it's like what am I... I'm not attached to anything else in the game. So for me, it's just like, yeah, guns are cool and kind of stuff. But like like in Borderlands, for me, I liked it more because the whole world I liked. Um, the style that... Like Borderlands 3 was kind of a miss, but like Borderlands 2, the characters. Like Borderlands 2 campaign was fantastic. Um, the characters were great, lovable. The world building, um, the place you're set in, the guns and everything. Like the personality of the game. But I'm not really attached to anything in this universe yet, this game. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, a lot of people love it and enjoy it, and that's great. For me, it was pretty meh. Um, it had some good stuff, but it it didn't really change anything. Um, and so because of that, I'm pretty indifferent. But I still think if you're like, I disagree with you, or um, like, I don't know how I feel about this game. There's still a demo. Go and play it, or go and watch some other people's opinions. Because you know, like, go watch I know somebody Dado that liked has it. Some videos. Yeah, go go like look up somebody who liked it and see what they like about it, and they could yeah. be completely different. I'm just gonna tell you if somebody tries to tell you that the writing or the story is good, I want to know what they're smoking and can can I get some? Because, like, I didn't even think that was like something to debate. Yeah, objectively, it was just like woof. But apparently I was wrong too. So that's my opinion. We'll see if I ever I never, get those I didn't play it, So your yeah. opinion is way more valid than mine. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much it. And then the whole cover-based system makes no sense too. They put it in the game. But the using it yeah, but is terrible. And the problem too is if you're not min-maxing and you have high world levels going through campaign, or even sometimes if you are min-maxing, like my character... I regen health by dealing damage and killing enemies close to me because I'm a tank. Yeah. But the problem is, if I do that, I just die. Because I go in, everything is so tanky, and they hurt so much. I try and regen health, I'm dead. But then if I go back and try to sit and cover, you can only regen a certain amount of health, and then I just get lit up anyway. So it's like this weird, like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing right now. Yeah. But so overall, for me, uh, Outriders is a video game. It's about what I expected. Yeah. Well, Magical. I'm glad you got a little bit out of it and it wasn't just like awful. Like, because I feel like more often than not, we find twos and threes in looter shooters than. I mean, uh, like when the combat is clicking, it's fun. And yeah. so, like, if that's enough for people, then sure. Like, I think you'll enjoy it and maybe end games for you, yeah. but.
I'm not going to lie. It sounds exactly like what I expected. Yeah. I didn't think. You're not missing much, Blue. Yeah, you're not going to give it a shot, are you? Absolutely not. I don't blame you. I am done. I am done with giving looter shooters chances. (laughs) They don't get your time for free. That's right, Blue. They got to earn it. I'm done. Will Borderlands 4 get your time? Borderlands 3 was actually a really fun campaign, but there's no reason to do anything else. Yeah. Yeah. And that is not why I played Borderlands 2. Well, Imtesh and I had this interesting kind of discussion when we were playing it because we're like, man, these missions are so samey and, you know, combat and all this. Like, they're not really revolutionizing it, but then we're thinking, like, has the looter shooter genre been solved, so to speak? Like, yeah. What could someone do to be like, whoa, like revolutionize, yeah, the looter shooter genre? Um, and I mean, to that point, I, you know, I don't have a good argument. Like, I don't know. Pardon your regularly scheduled podcast listening for this short ad break. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You jump into a painting like Super Mario 64. and I'll tell stages. you something very easy to do. Make the campaign either interesting from a story standpoint or interesting from a gameplay standpoint. You don't have to do both. Okay, I've played some games. It's pretty shit to your stories. All right, but the gameplay was like, this is so sick. I want to like dope. I don't know what the fuck's going on in Kingdom Hearts. People love Kingdom Hearts. Do you know why? It's not because they know what the fuck's going on. It's because the game's fun. That's what you remember in Kingdom Hearts. Daffy and Mickey and Goofy. What were they doing? I don't know, but it was sick. Daffy and Bugs. And then when it comes to Endgame, I'm so weirded out by people being like, I mean, like, what could a Lunasher do? And it's like, um, I don't know, like make the natural evolution, which is actually become an MMO style game <laughs> and not MMO light like destiny. I'm talking like actual MMO, but we're not going to get that because we don't have companies that want to put enough budget into that. 
I feel like they have the budget for that though, but they just don't. Was 12 man raids cool? Like, did that feel like you guys were that playing like a, a different fun. game and stuff? That like was it, sick. Like it felt cool. If but we I mean, had 12 man activities, that would be dope. But there's like if it, if it fair was point. It would have to be 12- completely. Yeah. Like the things are designed for six players. So if they want to do 12 players, so you'd have to completely make new content, but it was fun. Yeah. I mean, being able to do activities with more people, I don't think is ever really a bad thing. Yeah. I think for me too, the end game combat design looter shooters is just so samey. Like, there's no like obviously hordes of enemies always essential in a shooter, right? But like, when the difficulty spike is no longer about execution and it's more about oh wow these mobs have 10 times the health that they usually do get someone to like hide and shoot them from behind a wall for 10 years (laughs) grandmasters so it's like i don't know combat design has just gotten so boring in looters to where like just gameplay alone doesn't keep me enthralled but then like like the guns are cool and like what you could do with your subclasses, like that type of thing is tight. Like with Outriders, the building, that seems like the reason I would play it. But when it comes to combat, like looter shooters are just like, they really crutch on health and numbers. And that's is fine. Is, is Monster Hunter a, a looter shooter? Monster Hunter is a fantastic game and don't you ever compare it to those games. Is it? I'm, How is dare. Is it? A looter shooter game? Monster not Hunter quite. is an RPG. I yeah. mean, because like you're not you're not really looting. You're getting materials to craft things. Yeah, you're never really. It's never like loot drops, as far as I'm aware. Like you can get different things to drop from bosses, and maybe there's like a rare chance to get certain ingredients or things from bosses. I believe, but like everything you do is crafted. I believe. Okay. Uh, In world, you 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 would kind of grind for like gems to like mash like perfect your build uh but in rise that's they've uh made it not so rng based so monster hunter you could compare the systems it has to like a looter shooter but the game is ultimately designed to be an rpg that has a start point and an end point and the new difficulty modes come out where the monsters will do like crazier shit that's dope but the, the game is designed for you to be like okay i'm done yeah. And I'm going to put it down. I have done what I needed to do. Yeah. Well, I think one of Outrider's problems, too, is in-game that I've heard because I haven't done it. But apparently, there's no targeted loot. It's all world drop loot. So what like, the... Yeah, which it seems like so many people try and avoid that. But I think, like, Borderlands 2 did that. And maybe Borderlands 3 does now. I'm not sure. But, like, I think targeted loot is a good thing, too. Especially, what is targeted loot like? What like, like like it's always what you want. Like go here, kill this boss. He has two percent chance to drop this gun, and he's the only thing that would drop this gun. You know? Oh, okay, yeah, something like that. So like an outrider, it doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. You have the same chance to get anything everywhere, which some people like, some people don't. Um, but I think targeted loot is is something that I think the genre should almost always have. But maybe that's just I feel like that's essential. Yeah, yeah, that's people legit non-stop total destiny devs like hey that's why they like like the nightfall loot yeah like strike yeah. exclusives and raids and but they put that in the silver store okay like <laughs> that is for money that's what borderlands does so much better that i will give it to borderlands 
is yeah. what they do so much better is like okay you go to this specific mob over here and that mob in this world has the highest chance of dropping the gun you want yeah and it's I always, a two percent drop but you can do it as many times as you want when i always like that whenever you kill the boss they have a chance of just dropping a legendary that's either exclusive to them or literally designed yeah. after them like kill this boss yeah. and you get his gun like like for instance in, in like borderlands 3 the first one of the first people that dude you fought and he was like the concert guy or whatever oh you get like his like speaker yeah you literally get his yeah like speaker wave gun and it's only a blue but still cool like that's literally what he was using and now like, i that's get dope it. yeah and, and then i, I could farm him I level up for three more levels <laughs> yeah that's why raids and destiny are so sick because you know what you're going to get when you get there. And then you or, could get like an exotic that you don't get anywhere else. Whereas like the rest of destiny, 95% of the time is, yeah, well, here's this world drop that you get from the world that you could have gotten from anywhere else. But like, ooh, here you go. Happen to get it from doing. I feel like destiny just throws gear at you that 98% of the time does not matter at all. Or like 99% of the time, like the blues you get from finishing a, a strike, you know, you're never going to use any of those. And I get it's for materials and stuff, but it would be cool every once in a while to get like, oh, I got that 1% Sparrow drop instead of just getting the same blues I always get. There, I mean, don't get me wrong. Destiny's definitely getting better about targeted stuff. Like you have Lost Sectors. You have to solo them to get the new exotics. Um, we finally have like Nightfall specific drops. You have Adept weapons now. So like having like actual unique loot per activity is getting better. But um. It's just like one of the things, like, why is that? That should have been a given when you made D2. It should just be, like, expanded on so heavily, more than they have it at right now. Yeah. What they have is so vanilla when it could just have, like, sprinkles and fudge. What you have right now is what should have been the game to begin with. And it would have, and the fact, like, this could have been, like, just hugely expanded, like, in, like, it is in Destiny 1. It's like. I just wish uh, Borderlands could figure out the end game part, the part that can, makes me want to like keep playing the game instead of just like how extremely broken can you make just your character is like the end game of Borderlands. Well, that's what was so fun about two is because you could run the campaign over at Infinitum as like as you got up in levels. It helps. It was and a very it was actually, good campaign. And yeah, it was a great campaign. Felt really fun to redo. Um, and then three. Uh, it just doesn't feel quite as fulfilling to go through the worlds as like yeah. on a new world tier and stuff. So, I mean, the entire story, like the, the whole God, vlogger the st- thing, was just God. Borderlands is one of those games with great gameplay, but like it felt very much like the hello, fellow kids, how do you do kind of thing. Hey, let's make sure you know what's topical, guys. Let's make streamers the bad guys. That'd be sick. Yeah, but I, I will say that I think Blue has a good point. Like, I think what more games should do too to incorporate moving forward is like difficulty more so tied to mechanics and execution rather than on this difficulty, there's 10 more ads spawned or like they're just tankier. Well, that's, that's why I'm, I'm such a stand for final fantasy 14, the hit MMO that you can play for free through heaven sword up to level 60. Love Make sure you play through you can, and Walker comes out uh, this fall uh play it is like okay i do a normal raid boom cool i can get this tier's this tier's armor and weapons and oh wait a minute 
savage version where you get even higher eye level things and you get diable versions of the armor and yeah. now you can get actual weapons the oh and also the raid the, well, something the, a true mmo has now the savage the savage versions actually have specific raid loot that's like really cool and you can get cool weapons that are highest eye level and you can do the hard version of the content to get the highest damage output for your class. And then you Dude, this probably sounds weird. I would probably play Destiny if it had like a way more intuitive Nightfall kind of armor system where it's like, if I had this set of armor, it's like you knew I did Grandmaster Nightfall and I did it every time to get every piece of it. You know, just something like super MMO-y that you don't see. Well, that's the... That's what I wish, right? Like that would yeah. be the perfect, but like Destiny is not designed to be like that. So they're just like, know. here, have have a title that puts text under your name, and then do it again and again and again, so it can say. Look, gilded. the text turns orange. It's just it's just so hard because it's like I'll sit here and complain about looter shooters. I don't know how to fix them though. I, I don't like, know. I'll be the first to admit. It's like I don't know what, it, but like our current trajectory is. At this point, you know, looter shooters are going to be the next MMO where it's like, man, remember when we got like five new looter shooters a year and now there's one every five years? It's like, a, it's like an RTS kind of thing. Yeah, or MMO, almost the exact same thing. Or MMO too, especially, it's like you have a lot of people that tried, failed. And I mean, if you look at like literally MMOs released, like MMO and stuff, like years, you'd have like 20 new ones, 30 new ones. And then, and then it's like five, three three two and like none of them are successful yeah because um, it's like at that point only like three are actually being played by people yeah it's just i don't know these i feel like these companies see looter shooters and maybe want to act on it but like don't think like it's almost the problem i have that right is like it's a looter shooter first and that's obvious because the rest of the game suffered because like I think they should have approached it like, hey, let's make an incredible campaign that could even be replayable at that point. Like, I don't care. It's kind of like Borderlands 2. If it's good enough and part of the end game is replaying it, but with new builds and stuff, that's fine with me. But instead, that was like the afterthought. It it feels like at least. Whereas like, imagine like God of War. Like God of War was a story game first, foremost, the whole way through. Like years of war. And then they added RPG elements and it worked great. And all it did was complement the game itself because the game was so good. Um, and obviously, that's nothing like a looter shooter, but that's my point. It's like, I don't know. There has to be more to a looter shooter than just... What we're getting. Looting and, and shooting. Yeah, I don't know. Like, like I'll give it that right. What they did well was, like, it's really fun. It's one of the first looter shooters where, like, abilities are available rapidly and plentiful and at times they're out DPSing. Like usually, your best DPS can be cycling through abilities rather than shooting. Um, and then also, I'm just kind of cynical though because if I had to choose between third person shooter and first person shooter, I choose first person shooter every time because you just don't get that same kind of feedback and gunplay that you can get in a first person shooter with a third person shooter. It only makes sense. Um, but I think that's part of it too. So, I don't know. It's just we What's all like the genre. Second person shooter. Yeah, like, is that even this is a, what in the world would that be? I don't know. That's what I'm wondering. Like, what is a second person shooter? Has there ever been a second person shooter? These are the questions that well, need to be answered. I think you just solved the looter shooter genre. We need a second <laughs> person it. looter shooter. 
What is second person point of view? I don't know. We're gonna Google. Isn't second person point of view technically you narrating something? Uses the pronoun you to address the reader. This narrative voice implies that the reader is either the protagonist or a character in the story and the events are happening to them. Oh, so the second person point of view is literally the people from your first person point of view. Second person, uh, first person then? Shooter. So second person point of view would be like you control the mobs that kill your character. I don't even know. Yeah. That would be actually kind of tight. Like you you build this character and then you're the mob and you're trying to kill your character, but you don't want your character to die because you want your character to grind. But you don't actually control your character. You control the mobs that try and kill your character that your character's grinding to XP. That's tight. Uh, I don't feel like that's TM a good that. gameplay loop though. Trademark that. <laughs> Could you, be interesting. You'd literally just. I'm sure throw. someone tried it. Yeah, I'm sure somebody has. There was this interesting little thing I saw on Reddit yesterday. These people are making this game called um, PC versus VR, and the game is, or at least in the little demo sizzle reel they had, is like you're in just like this little space um, in the sky, this little platform, or whatever, like this little scenario, and the PC person is playing this person on the ground. With like weapons and stuff and then the vr person shows up and they're like the giant head in the sky with their hands and so the pc person is trying to kill the giant vr it looks like master hand with like oh it's like like andros yeah and almost andros head and then the vr guy is like trying to like stomp and like like throw things at the guy on the platform um whereas the other guy has like weapons and is like trying to like blow up and avoid the the vr guy it's pretty cool looking that is cool oh See like fun stuff like that, like pushing the boundaries. But you could never be the VR guy. You'd puke. Oh, dude, no, yeah, no, I'd. Uh, like, dude, just kill me now. You win. Um, but speaking of video games, uh, sad news. My game, Century Age of Ashes, my dragon riding game that I was so excited for that enters early access April, is no longer entering early access in April. What does that mean? That's getting canceled. No, they put out a thing like the the closed beta or whatever we had test on PC went really well, way better than we thought. Um, we had like over a quarter of a million people sign up and play and um, all this kind of stuff. And we got tons of feedback from thousands of people. And so because of that, to make the game as good as it is, we're now postponing it and hoping, this is the part that got me, it's like hoping to release in 2021. It wasn't even like we're moving it from April to like yeah, May, June. Now they're just telling me sometime in 2021. You don't even know it's going to be 2021? Please. Well, you know where you're probably going to hear that news at, Mr. Fruit, is at E3 this year. <laughs> Man, I just wanted to ride dragons, bro. But now you get to ride it at a digital event at E3. Let's nice go. Segue. Yeah, you like that, right? Yeah. Which is cool. Tell me more. You know, <laughs> you remember when E3 was What? When was the last time E3 was cool for you? Like the last time you looked forward to an E3? Probably the one time I went. Yeah, like 2012. Whenever, whenever that was, we went. What was that? 2015. Can't remember. The division was. Years there was ago. like a playable demo. For Honor was a playable a demo. For Honor was a playable demo. Oh, it, it was we, we we were there for the Taken King. So, the summer before Taken King. So was that 2015? Yeah, I, I believe. Think. Yeah, so summer 2015 it was but really I the think last it's a, time. It's a good thing that E3 is back because I because Phil Spencer tweeted. Uh, glad to see the game industry coming together again in June for a digital E3. This and other summer events are proof that our industry is strongest when we work together. 
Looking forward to sharing our future of gaming, what we have in store this summer. Which is uh, very tight. Well, in blue, you were saying, so Xbox or Microsoft, I guess, uh, I, and who? I see it right here. Xbox, so, Capcom, Konami, Ubisoft. Yeah. I thought this you said Nintendo. Like Nintendo is also going to be there. Oh, they will. So oh, this yeah. is looking like an actual E3 this year, which honestly, after last year, I thought E3 was done. So no Sony, though, still. Like, Sony won't be there. Sony, Sony at this point, has uh, PlayStation experience. So yeah. they're just like, eh. Eh. Okay, unpopular opinion. I'm gonna say it. I didn't really care if E3 came back. The oh, only thing I would say is I that's think that's a hot take. I think there needs yeah. to be an E3 for the certain people who tried to then make their own shows, and it's like you had a game to show and you made it an hour and a half presentation. Like Mr. I think just said he hates E3. <laughs> I don't hate E3, but I personally thought it was fine when Xbox had their own thing. And then Sony and then, would do like, their own Nintendo thing. Nintendo has their own thing. Yeah, and then Nintendo had their own presentation. Honestly, for me, like I enjoy E3, and I would always like that we got all these big reveals. But for me, it, it didn't really matter. Like, okay, if they're not at E3, well, we're still going to get all their big presentations this month. It's just different times and on their own agenda. I didn't really care that much, but I do think the smaller people, and even like Bethesda, I can't remember what all Bethesda had, but like I think their first show or whatever is pretty weak. It's like, yeah. if you're one of those smaller ones and you're going to try and make a show out of it, it might be a little more difficult. Maybe that's better to like come to E3 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, honestly, I we pretty much got everything we would get from E3 still. Last, yeah. It's just separated over different things. How it was announced. Yeah, right. But, I mean, I hope... Uh, so it'll be June 15th through the 17th, which is nice. And then Valve rebranded their semi-regular Steam Games Festival um, to June 16th to the 22nd. I guess it's happening at the same time. Half-Life Notable absences are Activision, Blizzard, uh, Electronic Arts, and Sony. Those are the ones that will not be attending E3. Well, they just had BlizzCon or whatever, didn't they? Yeah. So yeah, I don't even know what Activision Blizzard would come with. Because um, Activision themselves, they always have their games show up. Like Call of Duty will be probably like Microsoft's press conference and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, Blizzard has their BlizzCon. And they just pretty much announce everything they have, right? Like, what are they going to do? A new trailer for D4 coming out next year, two, Does three. Destiny 4 coming out? Yeah. <laughs> Um. So yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if they don't show up. Um, Sony, it'll be interesting to see if they still try and do their own thing. Yeah. Because at this point, it might be like, oh well, now you guys don't want to like maybe make them out to be a bad guy if they don't want to join or something. I have no idea. Yeah, but I, I I like E3. I'm glad it's back. I think it's a good thing for gaming when E3 is big and healthy. Um, is there anything we wanted to touch on before we switch to Patreon? Questions? Um, oh, two more quick game things. Deathloop, which is a game a lot of people, including myself, have been looking forward to for a while. Is that that 8-bit game? No. That's Loop Hero. Deathloop oh. is Arcane Studios, I believe Arcane Studios, um, next game, and it's this asymmetric PvP game where 
you're set in this world and it doesn't have to technically be pvp it can be ai but you're this person at this like res exotic resort or whatever i don't know the exact lore but essentially these rich people have found this island where they all do whatever they want in a day and then they can reset it time in a loop and start again the next day and for some reason you're stuck in this or whatever and you want to try and get out of the loop um, but they make it a game, all these rich people to like hunt you and kill you. So you just keep dying different ways. So you're trying to break the loop and get out. However, they've hired a bounty hunter, which can be an AI or a player controlled character. Oh, I remember this game. Yeah. yeah. That then is in your world trying to stop you from ending the loop as well. And so every loop is different and it always plays out different. People have been looking forward to it for a while and they had eventually, after a couple of delays, settled on May something, middle of May or something. Well, now it's delayed again to September, um, which is unfortunate because I'm really looking forward to it. However, I really want them to deliver. But again, I feel like this is one of those things where if you have to delay your game the first time, many times. well, I think it's almost best to just be like, the game is delayed indefinitely or like, just wait, yeah, like, and we'll update instead of like having to constantly push. Because again, I feel like this just makes it worse for people. We're like, okay, new one. Now this guy's. Okay, okay, sorry. Okay, this new one. Okay, we got it wrong. This new one. And with COVID, I mean, I'm not blaming them for this. It's just that I think from a PR standpoint, maybe it's better to just be like, hey, like even Sentry. Like, does it bum me out? Yes. But it'll be a lot better than being like, okay, we're going to be May. Okay, turns out we're going to have to move it to August. Okay, turns out it might be early 2020. Like, yeah, I'd rather than be like, hey, we're going to try and get it out this year. And then that way, it's like, okay. And then when they do announce it, it's like, cool. Yeah, you forget about it. Like, you forget that it was even delayed in the first place. Yeah. Like, I, it makes it so that expectations aren't... Don't... Yeah, aren't, do, like, set and then crushed again and then set and crushed again and set and crushed again. Because you almost, like, make it the expectations higher and higher every time you delay a game. But there must be something, especially on the back end, like either with earning calls or stocks or something where they need to be able to, I don't know. I'm sure there's a lot of business stuff to it and there's a reason they don't. But at least from like a consumer standpoint, that's how I see it. Like, like it wouldn't have upset me as much, but the headline's like, Deathloop delayed again, again, again. You know, like delayed, 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 rather than just like Deathloop yeah, delayed. So you just have a bad tasting mouth always. Like, yeah. So. More times than no. Is there what was the other game you wanted to touch on? Oh, and then I always kept forgetting about it because I always thought I was like, there's another game launched in April. I can't remember about the end of April. I don't remember if I mentioned this last episode or something. But my Biomutant comes out, which is a game I've been looking forward to for a very long time. And it's finally released. And that one is a game that was delayed for like two and a half years. And see, like that it was strange. People didn't know what was going on, but it was kind of the right way. Like I think it was showing like twenty eighteen or something. Bio, bio mutant? Yeah. And then they're like, okay, it'll be coming out soon or whatever. Like, I think it was scheduled for like 2019 or something. I might be getting it mixed up, but the point is they showed it, they revealed it, they had a rough release date. And then they just went dark for like two years, two and a half years or something. Until they eventually tweeted, like, hey, heads up, we're still working on the game. We're making sure it's right and everything. So it's finally coming out at oh, the end of this I, month. I remember seeing Bio Mutant at like PAX East in was like a while 2019, ago. 2018, something like that. Yeah, and then it just went dark. But then they came back and they're like, hey, we're still working on it. We'll let you know when we have a release date. And then they had a release date. So I yeah. 
Because I'm looking at it now, like, I remember. Yeah. From the font. So I'm interested to see it. Especially because it's, it's only like a double A developer. Like, they only have like 20... I don't even think they have 20 people working on this giant open world game. So, it'll be interesting. But yeah, that's just another one I'm excited for. Uh, is there anything you want to touch on, Blue, before we do questions? <clears throat> yeah, there is one um, really important thing that I think you guys forgot to talk about. Is it Final and Fantasy? I'm honestly really upset that you guys didn't talk about it. What is that? He's Final memeing. Fantasy Heaven Sword came out today. As of this video coming out on a Sunday, there would be two days left before patch 5.5 for Final Fantasy, which is going to introduce the final yep. trial of Shadowbringers. <laughs> and it's going yep. to finish yeah, up the story leading into Endwalker coming out in the fall. We're getting crazy updates to Bosjo. You're getting new sure. Zadnor oh. area. Uh, some new Zagnor relic steps. Maybe not area? this patch, but probably in the second half of 5.5, which is probably going to come out in a couple months. And it's going to be fantastic. Uh, new near raid, new DM, alliance raid, yeah. the last alliance raid of Shadowbringers. Make sure you play it. If you're not playing it, then yeah, that's fair. That's totally fair. But um, yeah, you're saying it's. I'm really excited. How could we um, forget? Oh, no. When you guys play Final Fantasy, just give it a shot, please. As someone looking to start working out, are there any resources slash things you wish you knew before you working out? Um, when I first started working out, I thought more reps meant more muscle. Uh, when in reality, the slower and more methodical movements, and say if you do four reps that are real. Rather than 20 little like reps, like and that you don't go all the way and get the full movement, uh, you're cheating yourself and you're just hurting yourself. One of the biggest things to look up uh, for that, it would be called time under tension too. It's a big one. Um, the amount of time you're stressing your muscles and using them in a workout is the same. Like I think the sweet spot is typically at least, again, I, I look at different regiment and stuff i'm more strength bodybuilder kind of thing but like 40 to 45 seconds you want you know if you're doing 10 12 reps whatever however many reps you want to last about 45 seconds because time under tension um uh, can lead to the best protein synthesis and all that kind of stuff you should look it up but yeah. that's a good one as far as what was it what would i want to know before i start working out is that yeah, I guess, or like what resources, like things you wish you knew before working out. Um, like I said, I got pretty lucky. My dad was a bodybuilder, so when I first started working out, he showed me the ropes. Um, but the biggest thing he taught me, and I think I've said it before, it's not how much you move, it's how you move it. It's the biggest thing, and that's a lot of the same vein. But like, kind of what I was talking to at the beginning of this podcast too. Uh, I don't care how much weight you're doing if you can't control it, it's not worth it. You need to be able to control the weight through the reps. Um, and like fatigue is different. Like if you're trying to go to fatigue and that last rep is just like, you know, you're like 15, I want to do 15 reps and hit fatigue. And that 15 is like, yeah, like not every rep has to literally be perfect because there's also a point to where, um, again, some people might not care about this, but like for me, um, I forget the term, but you always want to be, moving the weight even if it's difficult but like if you stagnate you do the you do the same weight your body and you're like why aren't i getting bigger or anything it. yeah it's because your muscles no longer have to change like they don't need to do anything because you're doing the same way and you know you can do it and so you're not challenging yourself 
So you always, that's why you're trying to always keep track of your weight and slowly build up because then your body has to adapt and try and mm-hmm. uh, go up. Uh, do you have anything to add, Blue? Um, I'm really into fitness. Nice. Fitness, dick in your mouth. Oh, ah, I get fucked, orange. Um, okay, Clay <laughs> uh, Crook asks, "Hey guys, I just got my first apartment with my two best friends. Any apartment necessities y'all can come recommend? Probably a room for threesomes." <laughs> um, toilet so paper. Lucia has a kink room. And toilet paper. Probably I some say- Febreze outlets or something. I, I I always I'm say a TV, like when you, when, especially if with your homies, a, a, a TV was always mine for like sports and stuff like that. I always felt that was like my, and for like games and stuff. You know what? The TV had to be tight. You know what? Underrated. You need a Zen room. Ooh, like I that. have recently found my Zen room. <gasps> All right. In Final Fantasy it's a room, And it's in Final, no... my house in Final Fantasy IV. No. You... So there's my... There's my office, which doubles as my bedroom. And then you need a room where you just go where there's nothing, where there's no TV, or at least not a TV on. A nice, a nice couch, maybe a little, maybe you know what? Maybe put like a little pad down on the floor, a little poopy pad. And then you just, a nice little pad where you can just, when you're overwhelmed by it all, you can just sit there. You know, to take a nappy or just, you know, take like five minutes out of your day to just do nothing. Well, med- I mean, that that in itself is like meditation. Meditation is very yeah. good. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Ever tried to break a bad habit and felt like you're climbing Everest and flip-flops? Yeah, we've all been there too. But here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. It's not about giving up. It's about switching it up. Fume takes your bad habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and a whole lot more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device that just does that. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. I love how this thing looks. It's beautiful and real wood. The shape of it is so cool. And I look cool using it. So if you want to be like me and break your bad habit, start the year off right with the good habit by trying fume.com slash GG and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners of the show 10% off whenever they use the code GG to help make starting the good habit that much easier. So make sure you guys check it out in the description. Try fume.com slash GG. Mindfulness. Highly recommend to make sure you have a spot, even a corner, where it's just silence, where you can go, get away from it all. Um, so toilet paper, Mr. Fruit. Uh, that or um, uh, a calendar thing you can put on the fridge to divvy up chores uh, so that you don't oh, get stuck. This guy, like getting, well, see, like, Rob's like, yo, this is for my homies. And I'm thinking like... get a TV. And I'm thinking like... <laughs> Everything well, will work out. Whenever I've had roommates, it's like they've disrupted my life or I suddenly have dishes that mount up and if I can't... 
it literally gets so much that they're not doing it, and now I can't even clean my dishes yeah, because who, so much then I have the to game? clean, and then I have to take out the trash. Yep. So you need to make sure that everyone's doing equal parts, and that you have your space if you need it. But see, nah. we approach it completely differently. I'm like, I need my who space. Who stack the trash the highest before who takes it out? <laughs> I always win that game because I I'll stack it up. Um. Dark Arc Gamer asks, "Hey Fruit, if I offer you a competitive Toxic Croak, will you take it with you? Uh, answer thus, I will get started. It will be on Sword and Shield. Will I take it? Of course, I would take it. Okay, Give well there you go. Competitive Toxic Croak, get it to me. What does that mean? To like, it would be EV trained, I guess. And yeah, so he would probably make sure it, it just has the right IVs nature and then EV train the right points." Yeah, I remember trying to get into that early, like Heart Gold, when it that came out, and it was. I'd like cool. Well, EB Train Toxic. Um, Sky asks opinion on the upcoming Loki show on Disney Plus and the trailer which came out today as of writing this. Looks dope. Yeah, I didn't know Owen Wilson was in it, but wow. Yeah, cool. Yeah, that's cool. I saw him in like the teasers. I I literally hadn't looked up anything until I saw that trailer. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it looks awesome. And the interesting thing is, what I learned was. So this takes place directly after the first Avengers. Like nothing else in the universe has happened yet. This is like right after he has the like he, puny God moment with Hulk. Like that's, and then they like arrest him or whatever. Like this is literally right after that. And he's like, but then he got, it's the, it's the reality where he, the original reality, I guess, where he gets the Tesseract and then goes into that like, hole right and then yeah something like that so basically says that he is like fucked up these chains of events or something by doing that when the interesting thing is it's important to note because you're like well Loki's changed a lot except this Loki is not the one that's gotten like any of the character development since Avengers so he's still just like mischievous stupid like I don't care I backstab yeah like that kind of Loki so I think it looks interesting. And I love anything that like messes with time. What about you, Blue? What'd you think? I thought it was really good. This Loki was probably the one I was least interested in. Um, but after seeing the trailer, I'm actually pretty sold on it. Uh, I, I, maybe it has more, more to do with the fact that WandaVision and Falcon Winter Soldier have been so good. So I'm just already got was sold on it. Yeah. Before being not sold on it, if that makes sense. Look, all Disney's I'm saying just is, printed money, dude. God. I was not a big Winter Soldier fan. I was telling the Christians oh, yeah. today, but uh, the Winter Soldier really? has made me a fan of uh, the White Wolf. <laughs> I mean, uh, I was the exact same way. Like to me, one of my least favorite Marvel movies was Captain America: Winter Soldier because I was like, I don't know who Bucky is. Never seen him. I don't care about him. And now suddenly. Cap is just abandoning everybody for this dude I couldn't care less about. But now the show's like making me care about him. Like I'm way more interested in him. So now maybe I'll go back and I'll have a better like I'll have a different viewpoint, yeah, of like watching that now. Cause that was my only problem with like the whole civil war. For me, it's like as a viewer, we have seen Cap grow with all all the people we know in the Avengers. And it feels like he's just ditching them all for this weird, you know, Dude, you killer like soldier. Yeah, that I barely know. And he's got a metal arm. I don't get it. Like that's that's how I originally saw it. Yeah, but it's different now. Um, 
Mommy asks, uh, speaking of Godzilla versus Kong, do you guys know the lore behind Godzilla? Based on Shin Godzilla, he has multiple evolution forms, and the form he had in the movie was not even near his final form. Also, he will be immune and adapt quickly to whatever attack he received. So in the versus movie, he actually was downpowered a lot instead of what Blue said as he was an overpowered. Now, now knowing that, will you guys watch Shin Godzilla with its lore? Okay, I've actually, first of all, I've Shin, Godzilla, Shin Godzilla, the lore behind Shin Godzilla is all bullshit, okay? That's like the most ridiculous Evangelion because it was very has tied to the. The point is, okay, Shin Godzilla... I don't know if you guys looked at it. I'm I've sure you didn't. I've, I've seen it. Yeah. I've never heard but of it. But the Shin Godzilla lore it's literally starts from cool. humans make bad mistake, uh, eco-pollution, create yeah, and, like, it creates evil monster. This. Yeah. And then suddenly, right, you skip a few steps. Evil monster is now in totalitarian control of the universe type of. Yeah. It, <laughs> Wait, it came out in 2016. Uh, like yeah, it, it won like best picture in Japan, I think. Unsettling as hell movie, by the way. That's the unsettling ass Godzilla. But the point it, is, it, it is a, it is a really interesting take on the idea. Well, no spoilers. Like I guess have you watched it? It's a sick movie, but this stuff doesn't really get mentioned in the movie. But basically, there's like the 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 vision for that Godzilla was like universal conquest. Mm-hmm. But um. The actual movie is a little more grounded, but Shin Godzilla is overpowered, the, which is like probably the most overpowered Godzilla we've ever seen ever. <laughs> yeah, by far. Well, that's crazy. Is um, that was Kong's like not even first form. So, so yeah. Okay. Wait until you see him go SSJ four. Okay. Oh. Uh, Sloss asks favorite type of cheese. Mozzarella. Uh, mozzarella. Oh, mozzarella's good too. I like feta. I like, I like American. You would. I do. Sorry. Like, just a craft any, single, dude. Oh, I was going to say, like, anytime I see oh, one of those. Oh, oh, craft singles. I call oh, me American. I'm going to throw call me fat, stupid American. Make, I love them. You're eating plastic. You're it, this would have just a sheet of plastic. Yeah, you're eating man. plastic, it's disgusting. Dude. You're not eating cheese. You're eating cheese byproduct. You're eating byproduct of a cheese byproduct. It's not even, at that point, it's not even cheese. Yeah, it's not even. Oh, you're disgusting. That's why it's probably made like made with real cheese, and it's like point zero one percent. You know, ninety nine percent plastic. I think think it tastes yummy. Um, Oko asks. uh, Oko, my ass. Shut up! uh, I love you, Oko. My question is: What are you most looking forward to doing normally after being vaccinated? Congrats for you. Well, I still need my second shot, Uh, but going to the gym. I think I talked about that. It'll be nice to finally do that. And have I mean, an excuse not, to leave my house every day. Having that feeling of, oh, I forgot my mask in my car. You know, like so, just that, like that kind of feeling. Like, like when I'm not wearing a mask, I don't feel like a dick or something like that. You know what I mean? I did that literally yesterday. Like I had gone out to go like pick up food for the first time in like a week. And even just a week is like, you forget your mask. Luckily, that's why I keep masks in my car just in yeah. case. Cause I know I'm going to forget it, but like I went out, I'm literally about to grab, I'm literally about to walk into this house and I was like, wait, I forgot weird. my mask. So I had to go back to my car and grab it. I, I like, mean, but in your it. state, you don't really even, you, you don't have to have that. No, mask, but really I'm also sure. not an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Papa Daddams asks, how are you guys doing at the moment? Miserable. Doing great. Thanks for asking. Doing right. Oh, you know, it's funny. My mom asked me, she's like, how are you doing, honey? I saw your tweet about you waking up with depression. 
I was like, oh, don't worry, mom. That's every day. <laughs> that's just, yeah. I was like, that's every day. And she's like, oh, don't joke like that. And I was like, I wish I was. I'm not joking, mom. <laughs> I wish I, I was. <laughs> um, I hope you're doing better, Blue. We love you. Uh, Johnny Krumer asks, uh, what is your go-to comedy movie recommendation? Um, Thor Ragnarok. Fucking love that movie. God damn. Um, like, go to. Uh, mine would probably be Step Brothers. Mm, mine would probably be Airplane. Or no, Step. Am I thinking of the right one? What am I thinking? I think Airplane is probably one of the greatest. I I don't think it's like hilarious oh, no, or as Step funny Brothers. as Step Brothers, but the jokes and the you know the writing, very comedic. You know, it's just another level of comedy. Oh, I don't know why I always get this mixed up. The Other Guys. It's my favorite oh, comedy good. movie. Aim for the Bushes? Aim for the Bushes. There goes my hero. Um, uh, Blemish asks, if you had to dye your hair one of the bright highlighted colors, what would it be? All right, I'm looking uh, at myself right now. Yeah, I don't think I look um, good in any of them, but... Yeah, I'm like trying to imagine... A bright highlighted color. So what's the what's off limits here? I feel like I, just like a nice silver is hard to mess up, you know? Like I feel yeah. like that'll work on everyone. A nice silver fox is yeah. that's true. Yeah. I might I feel go like silver. That's just, yeah. But that's but that's very silver. like that's you like not right. yeah, it's like all my clothes are white and black. Yeah, you know? it's, like a, it's pretty... a bright highlighted colors. Yeah, but like it's very you don't yeah, you don't see no, but you don't see you like a nice silver, white or silver. You don't see like nice like white or silver that like a often. platinum blonde or whatever. It, mm, whatever those almost are. okay. See yeah, now you lost me, but I like what you're going for. I would probably go for like a light blue, aqua kind of. I'll go red. Screw it. Yeah, Axel kind of looking. Why not? Uh, Tepiv asks, can you each try and pronounce my name? It's T-E-P-I-V. Tepiv. Tepiv, yeah. Tepiv, shark. Yeah, that's how I... That's how I would say Or Tepiv. No, Tepiv. That's what I would say. Uh, Sharkboy97 asks, favorite way to consume chocolate? Uh, melted on ice cream. And then and then it hardens on uh, top of that ice cream. Encasing peanut butter, aka Reese's. You and your Reese's, dude. Mm. You know what I fuck with is the fucking Godiva chocolates. I'm not that big on chocolate. Okay, white chocolate is also chocolate. Dude, I like white chocolate, even though it's not real chocolate. I'm saying white chocolate. You know, like a nice white chocolate bar, nice Hershey's white chocolate bar. Low tier chocolate to some, high tier to me. I did have this problem where I would just buy, a couple years ago, I would just go to the grocery store and buy Godiva white chocolate chips. Because um, I was like, I was like trying to diet. And I was like, oh, this will have my sweet tooth. I'll just snack on a few. Like just <laughs> a few chips throughout the day. That's not possible. I, I would eat like I would eat like a two pound bag of those in like not even a week. It was terrible. I had to stop myself. Um, Ricardo Lahart asks uh, mainly for blue. What's your favorite way to eat chorizo? 
Okay, I'm gonna immediately. Uh, so what? Because Mr. Fruit and I are white, yeah. we don't know how to. Yeah. Excuse me. I love chorizo. Excuse you. You know what, Mr. Fruit? What's your favorite way to eat your mayonnaise sandwich? I was. <laughs> well, no. What's your favorite way to eat uh, your craft single, Rob? <laughs> oh, I love melting it in the microwave. Uh, no. Uh, I, I like I like a burrito, chorizo. Yeah. Right. Either like mine in a breakfast scramble, or. Still, I would kill for every time I think about it that chorizo melted cheese dip at Meteor's. Yo, that shit hit, by the way. Oof. Every year. That's what? Fruit, our opinions. Right. This question. But Blue, sorry. By all means, Ham- I like pizza? hamburgers. Listen, dude, you can't go wrong with the classic chorizo sandwich. You know, you got the cilantro, some pico de gallo, a little sour cream, maybe some guac if you're feeling spicy. That shit's expensive, though. That's you got to have some lime in there. You know, it's classic chorizo and corn tortilla tacos. But you know what? If I'm just going to be extra and I'm going to be like real with you, you know, not the not I'm going to I'm going to ha- give you a little bastardization right now. All right. Mexican paella, which a lot of people would be like, that's not real paella. Well, you know what it is to me. Next it's not real. It with, can't hurt me. With chorizo. Oh. Okay, but. It's good shit. Corn or flour tortilla? Wow. You said corn. For chor- oh, for chorizo, you have to have corn. You can't put you can't put chorizo in a flour tortilla. It does, it's not the same. But see, that melted cheese, they had flour tortillas. That's what you dip them in. And that was yeah, delicious. But tex- well, that was, see, but that's like, you know, that's like a little, that's Tex-Mex. You know, that was more cheese and chorizo. And yeah. like, you know, flour tortillas. It's just... <laughs> like, like corn tortillas don't hit the same in queso with flour tortillas, dude. And what was hard about it, too, I was like, damn, I know everybody really likes this, but I don't want to be the one that just eats all of this. You and know? the worst like, part, too, though, is I can think about it. Like, you can see there's like a pool of grease just sits on top of it. <laughs> it it doesn't so, matter. It was it so. Matter. I just remember because this was after Pack South and we were just sitting there. And it was packed, right? Petitos is always packed. Um, it's also like the only like heat Mexican joint open at like midnight, which is so either that or Pico de Gallo, right? So we go to Petitos and it's like, dude, Petitos is still tight. I don't care if you think it's a tourist place. It's not people who people in San Antonio who graduate go to Petitos for their fucking thing. Okay. City so screw you. Antonio. When I visited there, I was like, can you recommend a place recommended there? So he eats so, there all the time. So anyways, point is, I remember we're sitting there waiting for our table, and I just see fruit. I see it in his eye the second he falls in love. He sees the little skillet of queso pass by, and I just see him like, oh, what is that? In the next second, fruit turns to me and says, blue, what is that? Like a scared puppy dog. I need it. And he was just like, I know, just like, oh, that's queso. And he was like, no, there was meat in it. And I was like, oh, you don't understand. Oh, that's chorizo called queso. Anyways, anyways, we absolutely fucking demolished that. Yeah, needless to say, we ordered that and that was gone in like three minutes flat, maybe. Uh, The Holy Harbinger asks, do you play Magic the Gathering? And if so, what's your favorite color and why? Um, white. <laughs> you know, no, uh, I played a little bit of Magic the Gathering <laughs> Arena, um, think, uh, like three years ago. 
I don't remember much. I think I used light, like the yellow, gold thing. Yeah, I think maybe. I used red. I like tried the. Uh... I like black though, because it that's like all the dead, undead, graveyard kind of mechanic. Yeah, I did the fire thing. guy. Yeah. Do you play MCG Blue? I don't think you do. I fucking I love Magic the Gathering. Oh, dude, my favorite oh. deck is uh, uh, Deathwing. Uh, he has like a really cool deck, and I like uh, Undead Druid too. That one's pretty sick. Um, He's a ten mana twelve twelve uh, that destroys all the minions on the battlefield, then, uh, and you know, hands. yeah, like Aggro Shaman too. That seems like a cool Magic the Gathering. Yeah, that's probably my favorite deck. That's a classic. I think Deathwing. I think he also just. I don't think you. It's you discard your hand. They they change Deathwing. Yeah, it's it does something different now. Um, Arnav asks, Yo Fruit, are you ready to gear up in Temtem with Mtash again? Uh, Chip Pakanu is releasing next Tuesday. What the hell is that? It's the new island. I didn't realize it was uh, so soon. It comes with digital oh, Temtem, really? first mythical Temtem, and tournaments. And also for the viewers who have been asking, when will the Fruit uh, SMP be returning as we have more news on your PC? Oh, that's good news. The SMP is you need to get people together. Yeah, that's really what it is about. Like there was like one session I'm, we were close, and then yeah, it kind of fell through. It's like just missed it. I have an idea of what I want to do with the mountain. I just need everybody on. See, I've, I can't really keep doing it because I've already progressed enough by myself. Like at this point, I'm just playing a solo. Yeah, you need to have like we need to have like a group on there. Yeah. Uh, but that'll do it for the uh, questions and uh, for the podcast as well. No. Yeah. Sorry. No. Blue, that's where you say it no as well. Oh. You missed your no. No. Uh, Guess I'll Blue. just have to go back to Final Fantasy fourteen heavens yeah. or no, no, for that was Shadow Blue's line. Sh- oh Blue's right. Line. Sorry. Blue. Oh, I missed on the script. The bl- yeah. Okay. Final Fantasy fourteen. It's a hit MMO series that he you should right play. Uh, see, that was Mr. Fruit's line. Um, Blue, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, at FFXIV underscore EN. Uh, you can find me everywhere at Bryce McQuaid. Yo, Bryce. I like Bryce. We like Bryce. Um, you, you can find me uh, somewhere witty. So, look for that. Someone's taking that name. <laughs> Something witty. I'm sure it's already taken. Well, thanks for listening to the podcast and hanging out today, boys and girls. Uh, we'll see you for episode 81, which is way out of my channel range now. I think at this point, it skipped those channels. I, so, um, G4 was like a little while a little while ago, but yeah, that's all I know. Anyway, thank you very much for watching and or listening. <laughs> Can I get the hiccups, right? See you on episode 81. This is GG. Yeah. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.
The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.